Greetings programs. I'm Day, also known as Fists of Tron, and I'm joined again by Reeds to discuss the brilliant music in Tron Uprising and Tron Runner. Hello. Yeah, it's me. It's Reeds. Man, I'm like really excited for the first segment. And also, I am also in a different location <laughs> because noise complaints are pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to to this episode, especially for what we are about to talk about. And I'm also running on caffeine because I lost sleep because of uh, <laughs> uh, last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were working on some stuff with last night. Um, so let's just get right into it with Uprising, which was composed by Joseph Trapanese, who was the orchestrator on Tron Legacy. Yeah, I am so happy that he composed Tron Uprising just because he really kept that rhythmic consistency that he had in Legacy. And of course, he was, you know, he had some really awesome score work for the orchestra. And of course, he was the or basically the orchestrator for Tron Legacy while Daft Punk handled the sin. So with Tron Uprising, he really took off. And each and every track that he's composed, it he really kept that aspect that Daft Punk had with Legacy. And I mean, honestly, some of the character themes that he composed for Uprising are amazing. And I mean, I know I'll definitely talk about a couple of tracks for sure. And I know there's definitely a couple of rhythmic Easter eggs that I found, of course, referencing like for 82 and Legacy. But yeah, I mean, I mean, this is an animated series. And you know, Joseph Trapanese really gave Tron Uprising this really, like, cool movie-based soundtrack. I mean, sh just straight perfection, man. I love it. Just like when we talked about 2.0 and Runner, the soundtrack went way harder than it <laughs> yep. had to, and it makes it amazing. So, which track do you want to talk uh, about? I guess we can kind of go in order. I mean, I definitely, all of them are equally amazing, especially the bonus tracks that he released, you know, a couple of months ago that weren't, like, officially on the soundtrack. So we can just start in order with Beck's theme. Why not? Okay. I like Beck's theme. It's probably one of the more recognizable tracks from the show, if you were to show it to someone who'd, like, seen five or six episodes just a nice track yeah and the interesting thing when i was analyzing each of the uprising sound uh each of the uprising tracks is that they all are in like separate session uh separate sections wow i can't words apparently uh so like i classified it for like a section b section and then a modulated a section and so yeah i kind of went the route of form and analysis um and then with beck's beginning in general I actually want to point this out because I know I was saving this ever since episode one. So when you listen to Beck's beginning with his main character motive, you will hear something very similar to an 82 soundtrack called uh, Tower Music, Let Us Pray. And then you just hear, you know, ba da da da. Same thing. You hear it in Tower Music. You're, I'm just in here like, oh, that's a reference. Like, uh. I just love it. <laughs> Some things you only notice when you've analyzed all of these soundtracks really close yes, to each other. Yes, I mean, hey, fan service. And Uprising definitely has a lot of it. Moving on to Kessler Throwdown, I think that this track is like one of the tracks that I listen to when I'm working on action scenes for stuff. It's on my <laughs> playlist for that. Yeah, Tesla's Throwdown. Villain consistency, like literally the same key as Clue, same key as, you know, Abraxas' themes from Evolution. And yeah, this is definitely epic. And like when you first hear it in episode one, um, you can definitely hear some references of, um, you know, Clue's track from Tron Legacy in it. So, I mean, it it's amazing. Um, just the, again, consistency of, of villain themes. Mm-hmm. Moving on to um, Pages Past, which is my personal favorite track of all of the Uprising tracks. Um, 
There are a lot of things I like about it. One of the main things being that, like, it's an in-universe track as well. Like, part of it is. Um, but it's just very, very good. Um, I believe one time you told me it was also in D minor. No, uh, pages pass. This is also one of my personal favorites of this, um, of this soundtrack. So it's actually an F minor, but one of the cool, one of the coolest things that it also modulates to its parallel key F major. I don't know, just the use of the monome in general. It just, I don't know, it just, you know, really brings out Paige's character. I don't know why. I mean, Tron Uprising really had some really sick character themes. And I, I mean, Paige's past definitely like, you know, uh, I am honestly speechless. It's one, It's just one of my favorite tracks. It's really good. I like how it's technically out of order. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like, most of these tracks are a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then we have track four, Lux's oh, Sacrifice, no. which is featured <laughs> in the episode Identity. Oh, no. This, I, I'll just say this. I kind of cry every time I listen to this track. Because of the music this, or because of the uh, scene that it's The in? scene, especially towards the latter. <laughs> Of, of episode mm-hmm. five so it's just like uh <laughs> it's a very good episode but we aren't talking about that today yeah We're about <laughs> i don't want to get you know going to so. my heels yet but lux's sacrifice definitely has that that nice mix of a you know a before and action scene and then we just get this really like emotional you know so, you know vocal soloist towards the end you know it's just like a basically it's it's like a whole basically a whole package of a track and it's it's honestly one of my second favorite track out of uh uprising but yeah Mm -hmm. moving on to price of power now which is featured in the episode um price of power (laughs) (laughs) not surprised i believe this is the track from the climax of the episode yeah, so it's kind of spaced out throughout the episode, and I think, of course, when you think of like the whole like music splicing that's done to fit the appropriate scenes. So, I mean, you hear the beginning of Price of Power, like right as the first like scene starts with, you know, scientist Shaw, and then you hear like the climax of the piece when, once Pavel puts on the power disc, and then you know that's when the like the fight scenes happen and such. I mean, it is a really cool piece. It kind of took me a while to like it. I don't know why. I guess like the beginning for me was just like not my thing. But the more I listened to it, I was all like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like I can imagine a couple of fight scenes then, you know, a couple more fight scenes besides the one with Pavel and Beck. Mm -hmm. It's a good track. I think it shows off like it manages to convey the power of the power disc. Yeah, and of course it appears again too in Rendezvous when he when Pavel goes against Paige again say at the same kind of sequence he puts on the power disc you know you can hear like that climactic portion of the track reappear. Mm-hmm. Then up next we have rescuing the rebellion. Yeah. Uh. So. I know I was watching uh, Tron Uprising with a friend of mine a few days ago, and I was just trying to get more, you know, ideas of, you know, where the track happens and such. So, like, for me, you know, I heard it happen during the, towards, like, the ladder of Tagged when, you know, back in the Dolly Tricksters are trying to escape Tesla's ship. And it's just great. I mean, it really fits a real, it fits an action scene like that real well, especially, you know, when, Mara, you know, paints the recognizer and just causes like a domino effect, and just the music is just right there at the right time. Mm-hmm. And then up next, we have a series of <laughs> six tracks known as the Scar yes. Suite. I will let you oh go man, the those. Scar Suite. As much as I would put them all together, I mean, as much as I know Pages Pass is like my personal favorite track, but when it comes to 
chunking a couple of tracks together. The Scar Suite just is amazing. I'm such a fan of what Trapanese did for this two-parter episode and just putting these sequences like together. So like Dyson drops in, literally like I, I was already excited. Like the music was perfect. Just Dyson's whole intro, like we already know, okay, this, he is, you know, another one of, you know, the main programs that we need to be careful about, but yeah. Uh. And then I guess, what's your take on uh, Dyson drops in? Cause I know this, it's one of the, I like how it's the opening for the suite. Well, it's also like the opening for Dyson's mm -hmm. character. And it sets them up pretty well. It showcases um, Tesla's reaction of, oh, no, what, <laughs> what have I done? I was going to say, do you need a vacuum to kind of like clear? <laughs> oh, yeah. If we continuously talk about Dyson, I know both of us are trying so hard not to make a vacuum joke. So, <laughs> yes. That is indeed the case. Okay. And we move on to Tron's Promise. Yeah, this one, I don't know why my Spotify likes to keep like putting this on loop for me. And I enjoy it. It um it's actually spliced throughout the entire series. Like we actually hear it first in when um they're back back in Tron or back in the hideout for the first time. And so Tron kind of gives like this whole narrative of what's happened so far. And then we get more of it when in Scars Part 1, where all the flashbacks of him and Dyson before, of course, you know, he betrayed Tron. But, you know, the music is amazing. And I think the most like epic part of this track is when Tron, Dyson, and the rest of the security program team go down. And just that, just that epic scene on the highway. Um, in Tron City is just awesome, and the music just fits perfectly. The one that showcases yes <laughs> with the zero point eight yes <laughs> as an Easter egg. Uh, good old fan service. <laughs> okay, and then now we're on to Tron's turn, which I think. Um, Again, another, I mean, all oh, the Scar Suite is really good. I just love this one as well. I mean, just the end too. We, I mean, we get this whole suspense. And of course, I mean, that latter section of the trap basically kind of serves as the cliffhanger for Scars 1. And I'm just all like, wow. <laughs> like, I can't believe Tron just did that. But the music just helped so well. Mm-hmm. It really accentuates like everything he's doing at that moment and how it goes against everything Beck thinks Tron stands for, you know, all, all that good stuff. Yeah. Probably should have said a spoiler warning before we started but... this, but the show is yeah. eight years old. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we, we, we like do our best, try not to spoil, but we, we need to find like, I guess, our evidence or so we, we kind of have to, you know, use the scene. <laughs> yeah. Then we have um, Beck betrayed. Oh, poor Beck. <laughs> I mean, did Tron really have to just electrocute him like that? I mean, sure, I know you want to get your vengeance on Dyson, but man, this track just really showed, you know, Beck just in shock that Tron did that to him and just you know it's just him trying to like puzzle out or like okay like I need to go stop him and you know the music just really fits like I guess serves as you know Beck's kind of mood after after he woke up from being electrocuted in my mind this is the closest Beck came to quitting yeah like he didn't want to do it in the first episode, and like when Cyrus came around, and in No Bounds, he was gonna quit. But like, I think when Tron betrayed him, that was the closest he got to it. Yeah, big time for sure. All right, and 
torture i love <laughs> this is also another one of my another like one of my top tracks oh man i mean paired with the scene it's just great like the whole like dialogue between tron you know what's been ha- you know and all of his you know his teammates going through repurposing and i'm i'm just sitting here like oh like joseph trapanese why you gotta do this like the music is so good but uh the hero of the grid has gone through so much whenever i think of tron being turned into rensler this track starts oh no because <laughs> i'm evil <laughs> I don't know. I'm over here like I'm like an expert in like with all like the occupation like backgrounds and stuff. And so I'm just sitting here like in that mood. I'm just like, okay, this is the track I need to go to when if I'm writing stuff about repurposing. And uh, yeah, it's it's just so good. And of course, torturous, like torture, basically what the title says. Yes. And then we have Revenge which is, I think it's my favorite track of the Scar Suite, personally. Yeah, just the whole, like, fight scene in in Scar's part two. I mean, that track definitely just sets the mood for that. With all of its glorious Rensler fortune. Yes, and of course, just the quotes that Tron has said, you know, you, you know, you watched me die. I'll watch you die. And like every time I hear like that specific like section of the music, I want to quote that every single time. I feel like that's most of this soundtrack, honestly. Like I want to start. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Especially with the next track, Redemption. This one I actually quote the most because I mean, I just like that dial i mean especially towards the end between clue and dyson and i'm just all like you know i'll occasionally i'll be driving somewhere and if it pulls up on my spotify i mean i have no choice but to quote it because it's it's such a good conclusion to the scar suite no choice you are (laughs) legally required yeah i mean what else was i supposed to do besides you know deal with traffic lights and lunch hour so After the Scar Suite, we have a few more tracks, including Goodbye Renegade. Yeah, this, I mean, I like this soundtrack. I mean, I just like just the huge, like, action it has in the beginning, and then you get, you know, Beck's main motive return again. And I liked it in the scenes that were used. I know it was used, if I'm correct, in the reward. I don't know, there was a I kind of like lost my, I guess, train of thought when I was analyzing this. I'm like, oh, where, like, where were these in the scenes? Like, <laughs> I should remember, but it's such an epic track. It is, yeah. There's a lot to go with it, but then we have, then we have the track from the episode that won the yep. Emmy, not for the music, unfortunately. But we have compressed space from the episode The Stranger, which won an Emmy for its art direction. Compressed space is also known as a <laughs> uh, Yeah, compressed space. Uh, this one was kind of interesting. Uh, I had to separate this into two sections, even though it felt like four, because it had like the same. Uh, same kind of chord usage as pages pass but i don't know it just creates this really amazing theme for cyrus since you know this is basically where he had been trapped for the past few cycles i don't know it it kind of just you know that whole like prison was amazing and like the art real the art and cyrus really contribute to you know how it worked i don't know i really liked compress this yeah i think the track um gives the ethereal yes. vibe of the zip file. How to make a zip file cool. <laughs> Just title of use compressed space. Indeed, indeed. The uh, 
and then the last um main track on the soundtrack before the remixes is Renegade's Pledge, which is also the end credit scene. Yeah, it's kind of nice and nice and chill. It's almost got this almost hymn aspect, so to speak. I mean, I feel like you could add a little bit of lyrics, and I feel like you know Beck could probably have some sort of little monologue here. But I don't know. Renegade's Pledge is nice, and it just it's just so nice and smooth in like the first like small section. And then, of course, when it ends, it goes back to his main theme. And, of course, the end credits are rolling. I mean, it's such a it's such a nice calming track for the first few seconds. It's also a great track to, like, help you process whatever you Yes. <laughs> so do you want to talk about the remixes or go straight? Uh, we can talk about the remixes. I do. I know there's definitely one in particular that I like, so we can kind of just go down, um, starting with the light bite battle. I mean, I feel like, yeah. Let's see. I know it's just a nice, more upbeat version of like the second section of Beck's theme. I mean, of course, I feel like this is something you could hear. You know. Definitely on the highway at night. And just like the, you know, the, the drop, the main like melody drop and when it hits, it's, it's amazing. I don't know. I like the remixes <laughs> for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then we have Inferno, <laughs> which I think is a very fun track. I mean, honestly, this is a track I can headbang once, like, the melody starts, like, hitting. It's all, like, it's it's just prepping yeah. for it. I'm just all, like, yeah, you know? Yeah, let's do it. Let's murder <laughs> and, of course, you hear bits of it uh, during the episode Blackout. So, like, you can hear, like, that main melody. And then we have the Dyson remix. Oh, man. I mean, I feel like and as a musician, I feel like this could be some sort of warm-up <laughs> uh, warm track to listen to, especially, I don't know, I kept thinking of somebody on a snare line, just because it has like a nice like triplet, uh, triplet feeling that you could do for a warm-up. And of course, like I said, I mean, you give a character, you know, like you give an evil character a good track, and then you give them a remix, they just have the whole package of just being an awesome character. Okay, and on to my, I mean, this is also one of my favorite out of the remixes is Resolution. I mean, when, you know, when you hear the word Tron hit and the bass drop, just all like, yes. And like, for me, I just like that little interesting, like, Latino vibe that it has in the beginning before the bass drop happens. And it's just, it's just cool. I mean, I love Resolution. Such an amazing track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Resolution is a good one. And kind of like blinking on what I like about it, but I know I like it. Like so But um eleven months ago from the recording of this episode, Joseph Trapanese released seven tracks from Uprising that were not on the official Disney soundtrack, all of which are on Super Dips YouTube channel, which will be linked below in the show notes. So the first one we have is Occupy. Man, I love this track immediately because I, I, I had to separate this into three sections, but I liked how it's done. Really great introduction to General Tesler and the rest of the occupation uh, taking over Argon. It just really sets the tone for what's about to happen um, throughout the series. And I'm, su- I'm such a fan of it. Mm-hmm. And I love the, the switches too. Like the A section was basically the occupation taking over. And, you know, and of course the B section is kind of the same thing when you know, Beck goes in and destroys Clue's statue, and then the C section where we kind of get the same 
ideal of a track that we'll talk um, in, within the extended tracks that I'll talk about later. But it's just it's just so cool. It's literally just three sections put into one massive track, and I was such a big fan of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very very good track. Great introduction to the main antagonists of the show. And then next up, we have Pergos with an E and not with a U. Like the actual yeah. I, I kind of still type it with a U. Even I like wrote it on my notes because I, I was like, no, nah, I'm so used to Pergos with a U. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this track, um, I mean, if you think of Pergos, I mean, of course, this is basically, you know, what Tron said, you know, it, it's basically kind of like a wow wow i cannot like my brain is dying i definitely need to have more of my caffeine but it basically used to be like a subsector of argon but because of the war it kind of turned into i guess like a broken city a lot of you know a lot of bad activity happening and then you know with this track being played it's just you know it just really highlights the feel like whenever somebody goes to pergos Next up, we have Havel's Playtime, which is a very fun track showcasing the maniac. <laughs> so, you know, when I when I saw the title of this track for the first time, and I'm just in here like, yeah, that's definitely like the first few sections. I'm just like, yeah, this is why Pavel is one of the create like one of the most like insane like psychotic like members of the occupation and this track just suits him really well you know with the whole like piano like you know the piano like dissonance and the pentatonic scales and i'm just like yeah i feel like uh, i don't know what the program equivalent of a mental asylum i'm assuming it's i mean probably compressed space right <laughs> yeah probably but yeah this i mean honestly this soundtrack helped me more i guess Brought, you know expand more on Pavel's character and just each of the sections are great I was a fan with the B section how it had a couple of octave jumps then and there between C3 and C4 I mean such a good track for such a crazy program mm -hmm. oh, Oof. Um, next on the extended tracks we have end titles which is um like the last minute of renegade's pledge that wasn't included on the actual soundtrack. yeah i mean basically just the same uh you know beck's motive returns again and then it just goes straight to the credits i mean i felt like it could be a ringtone honestly because of how short it is i mean i would put it as my alarm if i had the opportunity to And we have tagging uh, from the episode. Yes. Tag. Okay, so I'm going to go back to Occupied. So the C section that I put for this is actually what we get is basically tagging, but just a kind of a more shortened version of it. I don't know. I just love it. It fits with the scene so well. And like that episode of Tag, you know, when the Jolly Tricksters, you know, put all the beautiful, the beautiful Tron lives graffiti. I mean, the track just goes so well. And it kind of works with the timing as the graffiti is like being displayed all across Argon. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect fit for yes. the scene. Um, then next up we have the Raz. <laughs> that was the first time I've said it out loud, and okay. Kind of hard to differentiate between Derezed and Raz, but I feel like um, this was a strategy. I think maybe Joseph Trapanese was trying to pay homage to. The D-Res soundtrack, uh, D-Res track from Tron Legacy, and I feel like you can almost kind of hear the rhythmic variation, um, from D-Res in D-Razed. Oh, that's so weird to say it like back and forth. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be hard if I have to. <laughs> if I'm thinking about D-Res, I'll probably think about D-Raz. See, it, it's ha it's happening again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I think about D-Res, I'll probably think about D-Razed. You know, vice versa. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then we have last track that we will be talking about from Uprising today, Zombie Club, which the title alone makes me feel like it should be an Abraxas yeah. track, but it unfortunately it, is I mean, not. the track got Abraxified, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. There's something else I wish that was on the extended tracks we that we hear in episode 15, State of Mind. It's called Tesla's Party. And honestly, I just wish that track was like downloadable or something. I love it. So upbeat. And of course, like, yeah, <laughs> I just wish that track appeared. Mm-hmm. So now we move on to the myth, the legend. The last official Tron soundtrack. For now. Tron Runner. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes, for now. For now. Disney. This isn't me telling you not to make more Tron. Like we need more. <laughs> we need more Tron. So, for those of you who don't know what Runner is, it is a 2016 video game. Um, It's an endless runner style game Um, for... PC, PS4, and Xbox One, and its soundtrack is very unique, to say the least. Yeah, and honestly, this track, when I listened to it the first time, it kind of took a while for me to grow, like, you know, to to start liking it, but then I have to kind of listen to the rhythm, and it's amazing what these two two composers have done, and they've really kept they they really played around with each of the melodies that they make and put them in like different, you know, organize them into like different parts of the beat. And of course, keeping the same, I guess, sort of theme throughout um, each of the tracks. So like City Remix, like all the City Remixes, um, they correlate with each other. Like some of them even pair with each other. Like City Remix 8 is similar to City Remix 1, 3, 5, and 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your favorite track? Ooh, okay. When I put the note when I was putting on my notes, let's see. I think for me, it's I have a debate between City Remix Six because um I love how, you know, some of the like the even track I I noted that the even tracks had seemed to pair together. So I was referencing City Remix 2 and 4. And I feel like, you know, if I was in Argon, I mean, I feel like this would be one of the tracks that would be playing in the 001001 club. I mean, it just really has that club aspect. And I love how you can kind of hear, I guess, like you can hear like a, some sort of like dialogue with the melody. It's almost saying this way. At least from what that's what I was hearing. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of things in the soundtrack like that where you could potentially hear things in it. And I almost wonder if like that's intentional or if it's just a giant coincidence. I feel like it it is, um, just because I mean, of course you're running. It's it's basically you know, you're being told, Oh, go this way. It just fits with the theme and of course with all the stuff that's happening when you're running through the levels Mm -hmm. i think one of my favorite tracks i have two um first one is run program which i believe on the playlist we were listening to that would be number Uh two i'm not certain though um that's the one one of the two i will always pick when i'm going on stream mode to try and set a new record nice. oh let's see number nine i know i i had i was like kind of like my second one um i feel like it got it had a little bit of a 2.0 reference uh when i listened to it i feel like i got like some a rhythmic reference to it and i like the addition of the clock just, you know, it kind of reminds you, oh, hey, you're running out of time. You know, you need a run program. <laughs> and I also kind of reference how um, some of these tracks kind of remind me of tracks on Mario Kart. I mean, just, you know, how up, upbeat and uplifting they are. 
and you know with all the chaos that's happening with the games i'm like oh this reminds me of this one you know you know reminds me of that one mario kart track just you know how upbeat it is and just everything happening around yeah um this is like not my second favorite but it is the other one i will always choose when i'm playing stream mode and it's titled invalid path i know what it is about it it's just a very good track yeah for, i'm looking at it as well i just like the simple like it just creates this simple harmon um, harmonization of you know of a couple of chords and then as the track continues to progress, I just like how it just, for, you know, expands it. And that's how, like, I just like how these two composers kind of work together to just, you know, start really small and, like, just expand each of the tracks in general. Because that's what I noticed in, in Runner, is that they have these, like, nice, simple melodies. And then what they do as they compose each track, they just branch out and just embellish like the rhythm and the melody for each track just to make it different and unique but still carry the same the same concept for the game mm -hmm. and then my second favorite track on my end is um 611 timeout yeah like it's just one I, I like the title it's a very good title and then we have, um, and in terms of a track, it's just really fun, really upbeat, like all of the tracks that. Yeah, I feel like that, um, that track in general has just a nice melody. And of course, with the title itself, it's just like, you know, like this is happening. <laughs> um, the next track under it for me, um, is Underworld Remix 8, Decrypted. So definitely, again, it has more of that 2.0-ish vibe, but also it's got a very, I swear, it's got a variation of Son of Flynn. I felt like it's using that same rhythmic, rhythmic motif. Wow, I cannot words again. But um, also in the same, same key as Son of Flynn and just just hearing the melody be, or the rhythm just being played so different and unique just to, you know, make it more exclusive to Runner. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, what you're saying with like the son of Flynn part of it just looking back on it i like kind of remember having i was like a yeah it, it, it has like the same note progression mm -hmm. are there um any others you would like to discuss uh let's see uh <laughs> I'm trying to think because there's two I actually want. Oh, no, there's three. Sorry. Um, that I want to talk about. Uh, probably remix, Underworld Remix 11, again, uh, Ender Decrypted. Just it had included the clapping. And of course, we get more of that dialogue. Like in six, we in um, City Remix 6, we had this way. And then it almost sounds like I heard Watch This. Neon wants to show off. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. And then a uh, variety error. I hope I'm saying variety error. I cannot words. I swear I can. I can't words today. Um, I just wrote it. Definitely like the track just definitely sticks to the name. And I felt like just like um, Zombie Club and Uprising. I felt like this track has been abraxified because I felt like I get a little, kind of a little bit of like you know, references to Abraxas, um, Abraxas' theme. And I just love the dissonance that this, that this track uses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very, very fun track. All of these tracks are right on a running playlist. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not like the title is called Tron Runner. Uh, <laughs> there we go again. Okay, but for real, how like what's the proper way to say it? Because it's I almost like saying it just like how I say like GIF or GIF. Is it runner or runner? Like I keep like I sometimes will mess it up. I say runner. 
but I also know some people who will die on the hill that it is Renard. Oh. So, I don't know. I have to look up an interview for that later now. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just all like, I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake and get called out on it. But, you know, there's it's like it's like GIF and GIF, you know, everybody has a preference. I'm sure someone will call us out if yeah if we're so wrong. we we're sorry and we'll make sure to say it correctly. Maybe. <laughs> Just so what are your closing thoughts on runners? uh so to me, I mean runner really has more of that similar style as 2.0 with most of these tracks. Um, these two composers, they really kept their themes minimal as well as keeping them with the same key. I mean, like I said, I mean, some of like the city remixes can be grouped together because of the key. But yeah, and of course, I didn't discover Runner until last year. And I was all like, wait, there was another Tron game besides Evolution. So I went, watched the gameplay, listened to the soundtrack. But yeah. I mean, like I said, most of all the tracks would be played at a club. And, you know, the game in general really kind of had that, I guess, aspect of, a temp of you know, of like one of the old like classic games called Temple Run. So, yeah. Run. Uh, good times. Nice. Yeah, so Giorgio Moroder and Rainy Shockney, I mean, you guys did such a good job on this track. I mean, we can, I could definitely pick up the styles of um, both of you when y'all composed each of these tracks. Yeah, you can tell they put a lot of thought and effort into them. And something that we like didn't really mention is that Runner also had a lot of remixes made by other artists that were put yes. into the game. There's a lot of them, so we aren't going to list all of them. But you can look it up for yourself. They're all yeah, and really the good. cover and the cover of the soundtrack. I know you were you messaged me about it, and I was all like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about it, but it's so cool." Yeah, it just looks really yes. Good. <laughs> yep, it definitely kept the grid vibe. Um. So in my <laughs> mind, Runner is my. It is my least favorite Tron soundtrack. That's not to say that it's bad. It just didn't make an impact on me as much as any of the other five that we have talked about. In yeah. The past few episodes. I mean, I agree with you too. I put um, out of all, like, if we were to kind of, you know, make a list of, you know, from lowest to highest, um, yeah, Runner's definitely at the bottom for me. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just feel like it's not as power, like impactful compared to the other Tron soundtracks. Yeah. I mean, we also talked about all the tracks are basically the same mm -hmm. tone because they're all meant to focus on the one point in the game. Yeah. Right? But like with all the other soundtracks, we have all the various story elements and everything which this game just doesn't have i don't know i mean is it's apparently it's canon right am i wrong no oh, it's not yeah because i was about to say i mean <laughs> how is running canon because a non of course <laughs> uh but but a non but a non is amazing sweet we love it Yeah, so I guess if we're gonna, since we are technically done with the music uh, section of the podcast, I guess, do you want to continue ranking the best tracks <laughs> or best soundtracks? Okay, okay. I was not prepared for this. It's but... gonna take me a while because I know there's Let's like there's start. like a fight between first and second for me. So not for me. There's a fight between third. Oh, okay. And I'm curious too. <laughs> I'm curious now. Well, because my first place is Legacy. That's easy. Second place is Uprising. But third and fourth, I think it's honestly a tie between 82 and 
Oh, interesting. I, I really can't decide which one's better. I think I'm going to give it to 2.0 because there's just more. It's a longer soundtrack. And of course, yeah. Um, so, yeah, 2.0 is kind of a more, I guess, in, enhanced version or up, um, updated version of 82. So, I mean, honestly, I would have put that in my third spot because my top, of course, Legacy, like I have like this debate between, you know, Legacy and Uprising, but, you know, Legacy is the movie I grew up on. So, I mean, that's obviously like it has like an auto lock on first, first place. And then Tron Uprising is my second I just love, you know, just more character themes. 2.0, as much as I despise the chimes, um, I just think it's really cool. And I I have that as number three for me. And just, I know, I like Scherzo 2.0 and, you know, that Hawaiian, (laughs) that other Hawaiian track that I like. Yes. Uh, And then 82, I put it right at four. Actually, no. I kind of like evolution no. too. Ah. Uh, oh, I entirely forgot about evolution. I probably tie evolution with eighty-two. I feel like they are both equally good tracks, yeah, and they're so. they're a lot very ambient. Yeah, both of them really. Yeah. Are a lot of ambience for the most part. Yeah, and then of course I would put runner at the bottom. And of course, so we actually technically, it wasn't expected. <laughs> I was not expecting that either. Yeah, I mean, I mean, between 2.0 and Evolution to 82, I don't know why. I mean, I guess after like watching cutscenes for 2.0, I'm like, oh, wow, this is very, very cool. And I like the music. And of course, for a 2003 game, it was great. I mean, and I just the quirky computer sounds just makes it just so unique. Yeah. I guess we we literally skipped <laughs> um, doing closing notes for Uprising. Yeah, we did. But, um... we'll, we'll just keep going on and on for cycles about how good, how like good the tra- um, the soundtrack is. There will never be closing. Scenes. Yeah, it's it's um, infinite. <laughs> we'll keep talking about it as long as we live. Infinite. Okay, let's do an outro. We're almost finished with music. So. Yay! <laughs> Basically, all all my you specialties. You can go first because I'm gonna promote socials. Yeah. So, I mean, I I mean, this is like to all of y'all that are listening, like literally. Go listen to each of these tracks. They they are amazing. Each compo- each of the composers put a lot of effort into really bringing the Tron verse to life. And just, you know, each of the character themes, the rhythmic motives, and just the variations that happen. Like you it really you're in it they really bring you into the grid. It's all like you have like a VR headset and you're just you're just there. The music's just playing in the background. And like for you know. Doing these episode like these episodes focusing on the music, I mean, I just, I just love it. It really just shows how much I love Tron and the fact that I can use my field of study to kind of go on and analyze each of these tracks. I mean, just the music is phenomenal. Like, please give them a listen. You know, these composers have done just such a great job, and I feel like you know the Tronverse wouldn't be the same if these these composers weren't selected. Definitely, they all, all of them have shaped the franchise in so many ways for so many people, and they're just all amazing. Like, go listen to their other work that isn't Tron. Yeah, and like an interesting about Joseph Trapani is that I didn't know is he also did score work for The Greatest Showman, and I've actually played an arrangement of it, and I was all like, wait wait a minute, how did I not notice? Like, I need to go look back into the, the marching band arrangement that I had and to see if a Joseph Trapanese's name was on there because, like, that just blew my mind when I was, uh, 
you know, writing a biography, you know, writing up his biography. And I was all like, oh my gosh, like, I did not know that. And the fact that, you know, he did, like, I'm just comparing to what he did for Tron Uprising. I'm so like, this composer, like, just very, he's very diverse in what he does. And I'm just happy that he, he was fortunate to compose the screen work for Legacy and, of course, take the whole, like, you know, work on all of Uprising. Mm-hmm. So, it was very fun to go through all of these soundtracks oh, yeah. with you and hopefully soon there will be more soundtracks to go through i hope so because they are great and i just i just like more character themes i mean that's what makes it at least for me that's what like just makes a track spectacular is like the character themes and i will gush about certain tracks just because of that Part <laughs> I'm still sad that we didn't uh, say the word Abraxify because you know we planned to do it for the evolution segment and we're now we're saying it, it now. now. <laughs> You've said it in this episode. Yep. Term. Um, <laughs> Definitely not going to be in a dictionary but... that's being written. <laughs> yeah. Totally not. <laughs> um, thank you everyone for listening. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at TronLives Podcast, Twitter at TronLives underscore, and you can email us on Gmail at TronLives2010 at Gmail. Yeah, we definitely have our own site, which is so cool. Uh, and of course, if you want to, like, you know, like find us individually, my Instagram is Tron Midi Archive. I do an analysis on each of the Tron tracks, and of course, you know, kind of a more expanded version of what I talk about here. And yeah, I analyze music. I analyze music for fun, especially when it comes to Tron. Yes, her posts are amazing. And you can follow me at Discs of Tron, um, where I basically just post whatever I want that's Tron-related. Um, but normally it's quotes, facts, all that fun stuff. Thank you for listening, and remember, Tom lives. For the good of the uprising.